0: Welcome to the Big Screen Symposium 2018 podcast. The Big Screen Symposium took place in Auckland on the 26th and 27th of October. Please note, while many of the speakers used clips in their sessions, we've edited these out to better suit the podcast. Being funny is a seriously tricky business, even if you're a natural. In this session, some of New Zealand's top comedic writing talent explore what makes their characters funny and how they've successfully taken New Zealand comedy to the world. Listen to Jackie Van Beek, Madeleine Sami, Paul Yates, and Melanie Bracewell chat with Alice Sneddon about how they crafted the laughs. Hey
1: guys, welcome along to the comedy panel,
0: Um, yeah.
1: This session is called "No Laugh Track Needed," and we were just talking uh, backstage about how much pressure that puts on these guys. Um, <laughs> but not me. I am just here to moderate. My name is Alice Sneddon. Before we get started, just want to say a big thank you to the Department of Post uh, for sponsoring this event. Yes, give them a round of applause. We like the those old guys. DOP. God, I as was I so nervous it. that I was oh, going to yes. forget that. Um, but now we've done that. So thanks to the Department of Post. Thanks for back? coming yeah. along. I'm going to introduce the uh, guests to my right here. You're probably familiar with them all anyway. And if you're not, um, this is a huge moment for you. Uh, (laughs) And for you guys as well. Great for your profile. Uh, So to my right, we've got Madeline here, Uh, Madeline with Jackie, and they are the director, actor, writer duo behind Breaker (laughs) Operas. Should I do last names, do you think? Yeah, Yeah. uh, we could say our own. Okay, yeah, sure. Do you want Madeline Sammy? Yeah, Jackie Van B. Van B. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I just was worried that you wouldn't get it right. And then then down the end there, we've got Mel Bracewell and Paul Yates, and they are are two of the team behind Wellington Paranormal.
2: (laughs) Woo! So we,
1: we have the perfect team
2: here. Isn't it nice to see the white middle-aged guy in a minority? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully next mean. year, people like me will be eradicated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last call. No. No. It's not too late for no, you No, from not your like lips you to cause ears.
1: <laughs> um, great, so we're gonna, the structure of today is going to be, we're going to see some clips from these guys' shows, and then we're going to have a chat about them. And then at the end, we're going to do um, audience questions. So I encourage you to kind of like uh, think about those throughout your time here. So that when the time comes, you're not, uh, you know, panicked. (laughs) Silent. Did that make everyone feel comfortable? (laughs) That That felt good, right? I felt like no one
3: was panicked until you said panicked. Yeah. uh,
1: The most (laughs) important thing is don't freak out. Uh, Just stay calm and we'll all be okay. Uh, So we're going to start, first of all, with, uh, let's roll our first clip. This is from uh, Wellington Paranormal. Mel, do you want to? Set this up?
3: Yes, so this is, um, it happens in every episode of Wellington Paranormal. There's a, often a, a police briefing scene with our two cops and Marka the Sarge to explain what the paranormal thing was. And uh, this is from my episode, it's called Cop Circles. Cool. It's not mentioned at all. It's not even in the credits, but it's written on the script. It's called Cop Circles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we knew it. Yeah, we were like, it's yeah. such a great name, and no one knows that that's the yeah. name. And uh, well, there are <laughs> another
1: 200 people here now who can spread Thank the word. You spread the word. word. Sure. The so so uh, let's uh, roll the first clip. Basically, my first question I'm going to put to you guys is what was the process like of writing Wellington Paranormal? Because I know you all went away, didn't you, on like a retreat, the storyline. <laughs> is that right? We got to
3: stay at a fancy house. Oh, it was lovely. Uh, we stayed in Martinborough and Ooh. we just got up in the morning and ate a lot of food and just sort of like sat down and went, oh, werewolves.
0: They're what else? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what happens? And then we're like, oh yeah, and then and then what happens? Yep. Okay. And all right, what about after that? <laughs> it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of about the process, I guess. <laughs> All right, and that's
1: been all the time you have. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. So how many, how many of you were involved in that session? And was, did uh, so that in include Jermaine?
2: And... In that session, Jermaine wasn't present at that session because he's overseas all the time being famous and doing his stuff. So there were five people at the writers' retreat. Um, and we just found out a good way just to get away from the city and just be somewhere a bit quieter. And, um, so it was just five comedy writers around a table just jamming out ideas. And, and it was that simple. And we found that was just, just a great way to, to get our stories together. Everyone came with ideas. Right. We sat down. We just, everyone hashed them out. So everyone had a, a kind of a writing credit in the story for every episode because everyone okay. contributed stuff to it. And then we just apportioned out the episodes.
3: Yes, yeah. so, and we sort of like sent what we had come up with to Jermaine, um, like via the internet. Like we, we weren't allowed to look him in the eye. Yeah, we couldn't look in the eye. Any sort of actual contact with him no. was actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. forbidden. In fact, he doesn't actually exist.
1: Though. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's not just a real an avatar. Guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, the outcome of that writing session as a group—did you have very specific goals in mind for that? So at the end of this, we need storylines for six
2: episodes or... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. okay. We, we already had one that I'd written with Jermaine, and so we really needed five more episodes. So we just spent a week, and we literally spent a day on each episode just hashing through the story. We had basic ideas that we'd chosen, so the alien episode just came out of the, just the germ of an idea that what if there was a picture of a cow a tree? Okay. And it, <laughs> it started from that. That was it. And we, we came up with this crazy story with these insane aliens... And and what I love about the writing process, you come up with these crazy ideas, and then as a producer, you know that in three months' time, you're going to be sitting in a field... Trying to make rubber aliens look vaguely animated. Yeah. Fun.
3: The thing that I didn't realize while writing it, I had a lot of sort of crop circle things that there's like corn and stuff. And then when they went to film it, corn wasn't in season. Yeah. Uh, so they had to like get artificial corn. And I was like, oh man, I'm so powerful. Yeah. We,
2: <laughs> we sat down at the first production meeting and I'm like, so corn's in season, right? And they were like, no, it's like that tall, which is not very scary for people to run down roads of corn. <laughs> Foot high. So our, our art department, our, our art director, Ra Vincent, said, I know a guy. Um, <laughs> Ra knows and everyone. Yeah, so they went to Weta, and apparently Weta just had a container load of, of, of cornrows, uh, just as you not do. Here, yeah, not here, not cornrows. No, not, not those was, cornrows. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty Rose cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Container load of
4: cornrows. <laughs> we use that for our movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, so we both have, there's a thematic similarity there. Yeah, there is. Um, really, yeah. yeah. But no, they had they had, they had sixty thousand ears of artificial corn. So our first day of pre-production, or just before we started shooting, was building a cornfield in the middle of an actual field, and the farmer was like, "You do not can grow, don't you? <laughs> you just don't have that time." It's not half yeah. as funny
1: if it grows. Yeah. Um, Hey, so, Mel, in your experience, so you took away the storylined episode, so it was was beat out for you already Mm -hmm. as a group, and how detailed is that plan? Like, is there much room for you to move as a writer
3: within that? Yeah, I think our job, and what I think my strength is, is, like, writing jokes. So, like, we had ideas for things, but, like, especially a scene like that, which is just in a room, it's just them in a tiny little room, there's not a crazy thing happening. You just literally have to make the dialogue as funny as possible yeah. and get as many, like, laughs per minute, basically. Um, you will notice there was a lot of padding for time at the top of that scene. Um, <laughs> fill some pages. Uh, yeah. But uh, for the most part, it was just, like, make sure that um, every couple of lines there's something, like, funny yeah, it doesn't have to be like, Whoa, but that's how we all laugh, right? Um, <laughs> I heard it every couple of lines. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so, yeah, it was just like looking through and going, oh, is this funny? And is there like small gaps between the funny parts, basically? Yeah. yeah.
1: And I know you, so you're a, um, a stand up comedian, I should have said that. Um, yeah, so spent you a really lot of, should have. Yeah, award, I know. Winning? award winning. Award winning. Yeah, yeah, an award winning nice. stand up comedian. So you've spent a lot of time on stage, and obviously, when you're on stage, you know if a joke is funny mm-hmm. because the audience laugh or they boo. Um, <laughs> that's how it works, right? Yeah. In I've my been to a few of your gigs, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> At my gigs, they laugh or they boo. And that's how I know. But um, when you're writing it, what's your like barometer for for understanding it? Is it just instinct or
3: yeah, I, th- I think a little bit of that. There is a lot of uh, guesswork as well. You're sometimes writing something, and you're like, "Am I insane? Is this actually funny?" Um, <laughs> but it's yeah. We we did develop a few sort of joke ideas in the writers' room. I um, we because we started with the cow and the tree thing. The kind of uh, a funny way for these characters is how they explain. The paranormal thing away. So first, you think it's it's, Karen sort of has a logical explanation, which is not that logical. That kids are putting trees, uh, putting cows in trees via forklift or whatever. And (laughs) I thought it'd be funny that Mike would assume that over a period of years (laughs) a tree would grow. It's like it—it has to make sense, like on a very surface level, and it can't be too dumb. But we found that that was kind of perfect. (laughs) But it, uh, there is still a line of too dumb. I think there's
2: a logic to it. Yeah, yeah
3: there's always, there's always a logic to how he thinks. So that, that's what you have to sort of consider as well. So there was like the it was a good show in the sense that there are like quite a like rules to the characters, yeah. which made it easier to write. Of like the 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 overarching arching gag of the show is that um, it's cops seeing very insane things, but reacting in a very sort of Muted cop way of like yeah. Oh you see, you see here yeah. that uh, Certainly this isn't uh, Expected you know like, like they kind yeah. of Just like just talk the way normal Kiwis React to things we're not going Oh wow good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd I do would have liked That's how Americans are. That's yeah, American. Americans <laughs> are so like that. Wow, oh, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> That's
1: American
5: And all we have is American
4: comedy.
1: Do you guys do that as well in your work? Do you kind of devise a series of rules for the characters that you work through? Or is that how you would uh, explain
3: it? <laughs> You're like, no, Melanie's wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean,
4: I think you just kind of have you know, like certainly in our film for like um, Jordan, you know, the Jordan character who's our sort of beautiful, naive mm. idiot, um, there are definitely things that he, you know, he could probably get away with the most, which is kind of the Mike Minogue thing. Mm. Like, you know, because he and, and, and you know, it, it is also down to the actor as well <laughs> yeah, to, <totally>. to sell <laughs> the really stupid thing you've written for them to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there are certainly characters that, that have, have, those, have those rules about them. And you know, Jackie and I, when we were writing the script, we would often, you know, we'd do a draft on the on the script ourselves, and then and then give it to the other person, and then rewrite some of the dialogue that we might have written for their character, yeah. just because we couldn't imagine our, because we knew that we were acting it as well, right? Okay. And we, you know, and we'd sort of go back and forth like that, eh? But um, yeah.
5: We had kind of st- stock rules for you know the Mel and Jen character. Just really simple things that we both knew, like um, Mel might suggest something, Jen would always shut it down. Yeah. You know, Jen would suggest something, Mel might query it, Jen would do it anyway. You know, <laughs> like, like I guess, like status games. Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah we worked
4: and, a lot in status, uh, you know, with characters. Well, that's sort of where we start with, you know, and especially with the whole kind of idea of what we were doing with a, it being a kind of bromance slash buddy comedy, there's always got to be a low, low and a high status yeah, totally. for it to kind of feel interesting, so. Yeah.
1: yeah. We, well, let's uh, let's watch a clip from the Breaker is One of you guys want to set this up? It's the
4: montage. Oh, yes, I've got a good one. <laughs> this yeah. is the opening you
5: montage. You have a microphone yeah. when you do yeah. this. <laughs> it's the montage. Yeah. It's, it's I've got a good montage,
4: way of explaining everybody. this. It's the montage. <laughs> <laughs> the opening one.
5: Yeah, after the first scene, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get into it. Okay, this is
3: us. in we see past us? This is us. feel like we're playing at the film. Settle down. All right, let's play the
1: second clip. This is from the Breaker Uppers and it's a montage. (laughs) (laughs) So that montage there, obviously obviously you had some of that on, you had that on script, you had that on the page, but then you're also working with you know, possibly every New Zealand comedic actor <laughs> yep. yeah.
5: so, who was available that Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah,
4: we literally, yeah. you know, had to ring people the night before and we were like, can you come in for 15 minutes? <laughs> Is that
1: true? Yeah, well, a, lot, a, a,
4: a lot of, yeah, a lot of the people that appear, we, we had about 15 minutes. We had about, we had a few scripted things that we wanted them to do. We had a song, a po- we made them all do a song, a poem and do their own interpretation of this thing that we provided. And then we had about five minutes to improv with them. And then it was like, you're out of there. We set a shot up. This is how quick we had to make Because we make wanted it. to get as many people in as possible. Yeah. So
5: yeah, so Ainsley, one of our Ainsley Garden, one of our producers um, was like, yeah, basically, if you want that many people, we need to, it's got to be 15 minutes. And the, yeah, they were just like so rotating just around. So lock that, yeah. off that shot. And we did. Like, we
4: literally locked yeah. off the shot. Jackie and I sat behind directing and sort of being our characters <laughs> and, at and the responding. Same time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, well, say this, say this. Or well, what about yeah. this, say this. Well, this
5: would be funny. Yeah, say that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, It was
1: quite manic,
4: but quite fun. Sorry,
1: so you said you told them you came in with a poem and a a song?
4: Yeah, we sort of wanted to give them something to kind of start from. So we kind of had this idea that, you know, as a service, we might provide um, a poem that they could read to the person. You know, like, you know, for 20 bucks, that could be something that they could do or a song that they could sing the person or... None of those things made the edit. None right. Of the edit. <laughs> all of that prep they did. I think there's one
5: in the end I think Kuda does a kind of poem. Oh yeah,
4: Kuda's the, the only one. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so, so right?
1: what we saw up there in terms of like what they delivered down the camera was any was any of that dialogue scripted or was that all just kind of like story beaded? here is where we're going to do a montage of a bunch of people wanting to break up
5: a few lines were scripted, like Madeline yeah. said, but um, then often the uh, actors were just improvising or, um, yeah, or Madeline and I would feed them lines. You know, what about this? What about yeah. this?
4: The scenarios were all scripted. Um, and then right. within that, we would play around. And,
1: um, and yeah. is that how you worked throughout the rest of the film as well? And that you kind of had, like, an idea and a plan for the scene and then within that, you'd play?
4: Yeah, pretty much. There were some scenes that were sort of tighter than others and worked better as, as just the script, um, and then other ones where we kind of needed to open it up and just kind of, yeah. and then other ones that just just went went crazy. Just improv, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you manage that as direct? So Obviously, you're directing it and you're in it, and then you've got what's on the page, but then lots of stuff comes up and happens in the moment. So how are you keeping track during the whole process of? what you want to, you know, use, what you think you'll use in a final cut of that. Have you got people on set who are taking notes or are you, are you jotting it down or do you watch all the takes back at, when you come to the edit? How does that work?
5: Well, I mean, we, we wrote the script, which was really helpful, so yeah. we knew it. So, you know, we'd written it over five years together. So, sure. So for us, <laughs> when, when we were at... Yeah. Wow. It takes a long off. time to write a script yeah. on the whole time. On we and off.
4: doing other stuff. I
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, I made a movie. You
4: did some stuff. It's just, it's hard to imagine well, that follow through, you know. It takes a, long, through, time. It takes a long time, man. Yeah. You guys on, know it. You guys see them in the Oscars. They're like, oh, man, this has been 15 years. <laughs> I understand that now. Yeah. 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 It's just it takes a long time. Yeah.
5: Um, but but um, no, but so we we knew like we were very clear going in what the story beats were for each scene that we had to cover off, and we also said to Ainsley, who's also a writer director, um, you know, make sure if we start improving, uh, you know, or directing other actors to do a lot of improv, make sure that we're not moving on before we've you know if like we've got to get the story beat, otherwise yeah. we're doing pickups. You it know? was
4: most dangerous when the two of us were in a scene. Because so if we were, you know, if it was cut? late in the day, Nobody. if we were tired. <laughs> Ainsley. Yeah, Ainsley would call cut. Ainsley would just be sitting. <laughs> just looking
5: at it. Just, just yeah.
4: like,
3: come on,
5: It's
4: been
3: 15
4: years. <laughs> <chewing> <laughs> <up>.
5: <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh, I've got one more joke, one more joke, one more joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just wouldn't call dead. cut. I mean, it was kind kind, of it's
4: dead. kind of a sneaky way of, of actually getting a lot of options in when you're on a tight shooting schedule and your producer's right there. You just don't call <laughs> cut and you'd get a lot of options in the edit.
1: Oh, yeah, that's good to know. Everyone note that down. Uh, except for the producers who should look a direct out director. For
4: that. Don't call cut. <laughs>
1: And did you do that a lot on Wellington Paranormal? I know Jackie, you were a director on of some of those episodes as well. So did that happen a lot that sometimes you'd veer off the script and
5: Yeah, so we had like really, you know, really solid, funny scripts, but one of the mm. reasons I was told that I was brought on was because of my um, you know, background in improv and things. Yeah. Um, and so that's right. So we'd shoot the script generally mm-hmm. and then And then
3: we'd th- throw it on the ground. Yeah, like just that. throw <laughs> it on the ground. And
5: then we'd like, say, Throw away that rubbish. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we always knew it would be a blend of the script and improv, you Yeah, know. yeah definitely. Um, That was kind of part of the brief, really. And so then, you know, depending on how, you know, um, how much time we had, we'd just do as much improv as possible. And, yeah. you know, knowing those character games and statuses and the things that, you know, Karen and Mike, you, like, you know what's relevant and what's not. You know totally. what's not going to make the edit. They have to be still themselves. And But they're just... The, the two of them are just such brilliant
2: improvisers. So they, funny. they got to know their characters really quickly. Yeah. And so they would just go straight into it. And you could just... Yeah, as, as Jackie was saying, first two takes with a script, and then we just go... Just riff. And go they would riff. Yeah. Yeah. All you
3: need to know is the thing you're looking for is over there. And that's like the one piece of dialogue that they really need. (laughs) And the rest of it's just like, oh, whatever.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so from your perspective, Mel, so you would kind of hand in a script, you'd get Mm -hmm. notes back, and that would be your final product. And then you'd hand that over to Jackie or Jermaine or whoever was directing the episode, and that would kind of be where you left it? Or yeah, you, totally.
3: Yeah. I was I was a very tiny cameo in one of the episodes, so that was kind of my Congrats. only time. Thank you, yeah, big brag. Uh, I was a goth <laughs> in a graveyard. Um, and that was quite cool because, yeah, I felt quite distant from it at that point. It was like, oh, I panned it and I'll see it when it's done, basically. Um, but that one night on set was, like, very fun. We were just up on a graveyard and um, and... It was just the, the, the cops were just walking around and then they were, that was kind of what they did. They were like, oh, you need – our role in that tiny role was to say the guy you're looking for is over there. So that, me and Angela, <laughs> who was in the scene, were just, were just like – she Angela's amazing. And she would just go completely nuts and I would, like, have to give the information at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that was kind of my experience. I got a little moment on set, but that was just pure coincidence. The rest of it was just like, here's the script, goodbye. And I watched it on TV and I was like, uh, because it had been so long, I, like, looked back at my script because I was like, that's a great joke. Did I write that joke? (laughs) I did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah, it was quite weird to be disconnected from it, but so cool to see it.
2: Mel's script stayed pretty close to what you wrote. There wasn't a lot of embellishing, which is really cool. No. thank but, you. you
3: know. I told him to mention that. Uh, I,
4: I think this—it was the same with our with our film in the end day. Eh? Like we did a kind of count, or someone did a count of like what percentage of the film was still the written film, and it was still quite—it high. It was still I quite mean, high, like surprisingly yeah.
5: high, because we felt like we did a lot of improv, but I guess it just didn't make the cut. All that brilliant, <laughs> all that brilliant. I was like, don't cut, don't cut. I've got one more brilliant, and none of that made it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> it's, it's all a, options. It's all just, just having options, options. A lot in of the options.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
5: A it lot
4: just, of
1: unnecessary just, options. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of coming back to what you what you plan and what, what goes into uh, before you get in front of the camera. So in that montage thing, I noticed that what I love is your office there, the aesthetic of, like, the wood panelling and it's got this very, like, 70s porn vibe to it. <laughs> that was
4: our brief to our art director, 70s porn Auckland,
3: <laughs> before we started shooting.
4: Sometimes well, I'm what, watching 70s porn and I think this is just like the Brave oh, yeah. Honestly,
5: some <laughs> like of the that. vintage stuff yeah. is great. Uh, yeah, Brent Fraser so, was our production designer, and he was amazing. Like, we said, we want it to be real world, but a bit heightened. Yeah. You know, like, because the premise is real, kind of heightened, and we tried to bring that down to the real world, you know, a couple of women who break up couples for cash. Um, and he did such a great job. It we such, didn't want it, so it to fun. look
4: like the Auckland that we always see and stuff and ads. We didn't really want, we want to get away from villas and things like that. We wanted right. everything to look a little bit dated and... And yeah, interesting, you know.
1: So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you definitely accomplished that because I thought it looks—it looks
4: really dated. Your film looks really dated. dated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but that is—I mean, I'm interested in that about how you conceive of like the visual side of it in terms of like elevating the comedy. You know, what is important to you when you set up a frame in order to make sure that you're getting the you know the best like pop from the comedy.
5: Because we had big discussions about this, of course, early on, you know, with our cinematographer, our producers, even our distributors, um, and we all agreed it was going to be a performance-driven film. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and, and most people kind of thought that the most of the laughs will come from the ridiculous kind of improv and, and scripted dialogue between the two of us. And so that kind of really dictated, you know, how we... Yeah, the, everything else kind of came from that. So it's a performance-driven film, so we're following performances. So the actors and the performances are very, very important, mm. and then everything else uh, needs to support that. Right, Yeah, okay. a
4: lot of people sort of suggested early on that, it, you know, we kind of make it as um, mobile as possible, so we have a lot of, you know, ha- hand-held, the handheld look. And, all that. and Jackie and I really wanted to make it look nice and have yeah. a nice uh, film, fi- a film that looked like a film, not like a lot of comedies that come out... Um, uh, you know, in a, particularly out of America, they're shot quite fast. that are a lot yeah. of improvising. There's a lot of hand-held and they don't doesn't feel like there's a lot of effort on that side of things. But yeah. we, Jackie and I both um, really wanted to f- feel like it was a, f- a film, and that we had a lot of width and to make depth. it accessible yeah. as
5: well for people. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm very used to watching kind of doco style, and I love that, and I don't feel seasick. Whereas other people will watch that and they go, "What is this? This is crazy." <laughs> Um, for me it feels very normal but that's why we approached like um, Jenny Lone like one of New Zealand's best drama cinematographers and we're like yeah. do you want to do a comedy <laughs> she's like yeah so yeah. you know it's always good to like, get like, the high end drama cinematographer and throw them into this yeah and yeah. then Beautiful you sort of place. you
4: know you just along the way and you find something that's in between that sort of drama look and has a bit of the handheld and, and sort of mm-hmm. find our own mm-hmm. style inside of that
1: Did you, was there those discussions as well on Wellington Paranormal um, Paul?
2: Um, yeah. well, we were parodying cop reality so oh, if yeah. anything uh, is that
1: right <laughs> that's why it was so shaky I know
2: that was why he was doing <laughs> this all the time but no DJ our, DJ Stipson our DOP who, who's a genius um, he shoots things amazingly well mm. and we had to say to him can you just shoot things a bit shit <laughs> um, so he, got, he had they, both camera operators had a really sore arm by the end of it so there was literally a lot of the cop feel to it and sometimes yeah, yeah. it didn't look cop enough and we'd have to shoot it again <laughs> just to get a bad crash pan and make it look even <laughs> shitter. Yeah.
4: Um,
2: so ours was kind of a different experience in that we we wanted it to make feel very mockumentary, documentary kind of style.
4: Yeah, uh, right. But so you're asking everyone to make it look shitter. Make it look shitter. Yeah, that's yeah. what, I mean, yeah. we did have yeah. to do that. I remember DJ yeah. and I talking, and like,
5: we'd, we'd, lit, we'd lit something.
2: Yeah.
5: Maybe in the, oh, I can't remember, if it was the haunted house or something. And then we were like, oh, shit looks too nice. It looks too <laughs> so like, you pull out that light, you know, it's like yeah, everything. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's better. Yeah. Like, really awful. Really yeah. awful. <laughs> But in The Haunted House, we were allowed to do a little bit of uh, nice Yeah, it was a little nice bit of embellishment. Nice but
2: but yeah. sometimes, you know, you'd be in a street and it would look just a bit yeah. average. And we had little street lights that we could put in just to kind of... And that was the only kind of embellishment we yeah. used in, in terms of cinematography.
1: And when you're not doing something where it's a direct parody of a kind of existing genre, where did you start those discussions about how you wanted it to look like? Like, how did you where did the idea come from that you didn't want it to look like the Auckland we'd already seen or we're used to seeing? Was that from a kind of a comedic background or is that a comedic sensibility or is that just something that you just thought would be interesting on camera?
4: I think it was just like visually just didn't want it to, just wanted to set it apart from everything else yeah. we've seen. And, um, you know, when we, when we sat down with and we started talking about, like, the look of the film um, and, we, and we had influences like the Coen brothers and things like that. Mm. Um, you know we just kind of wanted to bring a sort of uh, you know we wanted to create a visual world that that we hadn't seen on screen before I guess Um, you know I feel like Taika always does it really well in his films where he just it's a tight you know you know the Taika look uh, you know the look of his film and that's a sort of signature but it's also at the same time it's it's recognizable but it's got some sort of um, other level to it, so yeah, I think that's where it came. Yeah, from. we
5: looked at lots of reference reference material, going okay. you know, like um, I can't remember our main. or you know, Come on bro, at this next, was like, a
4: big one. I think that was a big one for Ginny and just like leading a lot of the action play out in wider shots. Yeah, and, right. Um, because the characters were so you know, like someone like Jordan in a frame like that can you can just watch him for ages yeah. and everything. Everyone around him is kind of <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on. It sort of tells a story just in a frame, you know. And so that was that yeah. was kind of where we. Were.
2: Yeah. We watched a lot of Police 107. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pretty much so does the rest of New
1: Zealand. Really yeah. popular show. Uh, yeah. Not
4: as popular as um, what's it? Oh. Grandstand. that No, Country, country Calendar. Oh, uh, yeah. Very yeah. Still, isn't that isn't it? the most
1: popular yeah. one show? Yeah. One of. Yeah. yeah, shout out to like Country Love Calendar. Sheep, <laughs> <sheep>. <laughs> All right, let's,
2: let's
4: check out our third clip. So this
1: is from Wellington Paranormal. Do you want to set this up, Paul?
2: Yeah, so this is a on the page. This is a pretty simple scene. It's uh, the cops are chasing uh, a possessed housewife as you do. <laughs> and uh, there's the only kind of written dialogue in it is an interaction between Mike and a dog. Um, and this is, this is an example of something where um, the embellishment of production actually added to the scene. When I, when, I was, when I was starting off as a writer, I always used to be defensive against production, changing everything. Mm. Um, but as I've you know, been doing it for a long time, you realise production adds always adds stuff and makes things better. And this was one where we, what was on the page was embellished by us doing a production recce and finding a great location and adding sort of stuff to it to make it funnier, um, in my mind anyway.
1: Yeah, great. All right, well, let's check it out. Look us through what was, what was actually on the page for what ended up on the screen there.
2: Uh, pretty much, I looked at it last night just to remind myself, and it was just um, they split up to, tra- to chase the housewife. Uh, O'Leary gets caught on a fence, and then Minogue runs around a corner and finds a dog. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much the scene description, and from that became uh, we, we went on a recce and we found this playground, the Avalon yeah. Playground in Lower Hutt, and it's just been built. It was, you know, brand new and stuff. And it's quite cool. And we thought this would look really scary at night. So we just sort of smoked it up. And Jermaine thought it would be great if uh, the housewife uh, did a somersault over the top of... Um, <laughs> so that was one of those conversations between a director and a producer. Can we get a parkour guy to do a thing? <laughs> and, like, you know, next week... And, and say, so, yes, Jermaine, we can get a parkour person. So the housewife was replaced by a, a parkour man who did a somersault over the top of Jermaine, and that sort of happened. And then there's the, I did second unit on the dog. um, (laughs) Because Jermaine said, Paul, I don't do dogs, so could you shoot the dog? And we didn't have a, we we couldn't afford an animal trainer, um, and they normally cost a fortune anyway, and you never quite get what you want. So we just had, one of our um, people in the office had a lovely dog called uh, Basil, not Bazoual. It was Basil. Um, and I just spent about five hours trying to get the dog just... To, so it's a reverse shot, and then we did little special effects on the on the, the mouth. So that's, that was just an example of what was a very simple shot became O'Leary getting stuck on the fence, um, somersault action all that stuff that happened in production that, that was beyond what was on the page.
1: And, and once you kind of did that recce and you saw where you were going to be shooting it, did you then go to script up any of that stuff or was it just we're going to find that on the day it and was it'll just on
2: the day. So yeah. I suggested the line, ma'am, you shouldn't be running in those Ugg boots. <laughs> um, and Jermaine had the line about, you know, I've just been in pursuit of a highly acrobatic housewife.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so, yeah, so there were a lot of times when the situation, you thought, oh, shit, this would be a good line. And you've got... You know, great improvisers in Karen and Mike and Jermaine's a bit of a yeah. genius as well. So we'd come up with lines that would embellish the script and were often better than what was on the page anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it is something that I've always been interested in about, like, you know, when you see physical comedy on screen, how do you write that? Can you write yeah. that or do you just be like, now this person has real trouble... Um, Clummin'
3: affair.
2: a <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, we knew, we knew Karen could do something that would be funny. Yeah. And if it wasn't funny, then it wouldn't end up in the cut. We didn't, we didn't sort of want to make O'Leary look stupid. Um, yeah. And if yeah. anything, that's the one time in the whole series where she does something that... And, and she even gets in the... She even ad-libbed this is actually something that's more likely to happen to Minogue. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is great. <laughs> a little sort of dig at him. Um, but they had a relationship whereby... Some of the stuff that was written for them was she would, because she's the smart one and he's clearly the dumb one, that she would put him down. And both of them sort of came to me and Jermaine and said, "We, we kind of don't like that comedy. We like the fact that these two are like brother and sister, even though Minogue thinks there might be some unwritten romance between them, <laughs> clearly not getting that Karen was gay, <laughs> um, they they developed this bond that's like brother and sister. So they said, we're never going to put each other down. So they're always quite supportive of each other. And it's kind of a cop thing. When you see those shows, they never go, oh, he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? Crikey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're always actually my fellow officer, uh, proceeded on foot in a westerly manner, um, so we wanted to get that sort of vibe as well. And so that relationship was kind of kind of sweet between Yeah, that's you know. it was lovely.
3: Yeah, it was cool. It was the thing that I noticed when I broke my first draft was, like, the main feedback I got was, like, you need to make Karen funnier because it's such, it's such a natural instinct to go, if she's the smarter one, she might be playing the straight man the whole time. Yeah. And she's playing the straight man and, and Mike does something dumb and she reacts the way a normal, smarter person would do. But it was... There are moments of her also being... She's not the most intelligent person in the world. She can still do dumb things and she can still say dumb things. Um, So that was kind of the thing that I needed to check and be like, oh, it doesn't have to be a strict, straight man, goofy man relationship. They're both very funny. Yeah. So it's just about finding what's funny about both of them. Two peas in a pot. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a technical term. Uh, (laughs) So um, in terms of uh, Wellington paranormal and then writing, so writing TV and writing movies and things like that, you know, I I remember reading a quote, I think Seinfeld said it about writing his sitcom, that the characters, there'd be no hugging, no learning. And (laughs) if you compare that to Mike Schur, who writes like Parks and Rec and stuff, his characters are always making huge decisions and massive changes in their lives. What do you think that, what are you, what's your preference for characters and what do you think is important? I'm going to put this to you first, Paul. And yeah, get ready. And um, <laughs> in like a TV show. So, will we describe Wellington Paranormal as a sitcom?
2: Yeah, a sitcom. Yeah. So, um,
1: in the development of those characters, do we want to see them grow over the course of the series
2: or? Not it, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the comedy's best if you know them, you know. So, it's yeah. a, a short form, half hour comedy. And each, it's a different story each week. So I think that suits the characters being pretty much the same. So the, the, the audience has an expectation as to how they're going to react. Yeah,
1: so totally. I don't
2: necessarily want to go into backstory too much. There's the odd little mention. Um, Mike starts to sometimes talk about his, his brother sometimes, <laughs> okay. which is his, him, him talking about his actual brother. Right. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> but not much backstory. But it depends on the show. Like if you watch a show like Girls, for example that's clearly something where the characters, you know, there's development and it's episodic and there's an there's ongoing story. Yeah. Whereas Wellington Paranormal is, you know, one story each week that's hopefully funny. The characters lend itself to that, so don't change them too much. I yeah. Think that's, so it depends on the format. And
1: that's different in, in the film process, right? You're arcing out the characters' kind of journey...
4: They've got to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, which which yeah. is, yeah, um, yeah, and you have to have big sort of higher stakes and, and stuff, yeah. I think, in film and, yeah, stretch it out over the... Just that 90, you know, well, we made it an
5: 80-minute narrative. I <laughs> didn't quite get to 90. Um, but, yeah, and it was very important to us to kind of look at where they started, what kind of people and issues they had when they started and where we left them as well. Like, it was very mm. important to us that... Yes, they went on a journey of kind of learning and acceptance and understanding compassion and stuff, but they're still absolute kind of nitwits at the end. <laughs> yeah. You know, like and, they, and it was very important to us that they started single, ended single.
4: You yeah. know, like things
5: like that of like, okay, this is very important. We don't want them We want to, them to
4: change, but not too much. But, not, but in the right <laughs> way. We don't want a
5: double church wedding and suddenly they're all having babies yeah. and they're married. Like, that's not our sure. message. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but to have change, but... In the right way.
1: And was it hard to marry kind of like the drama of like a character's development with the comedy? Did you find yourself in dr- certain drafts going, leaning too far into the dramatic relationship side of it and then sometimes too far into the comedic side of it? Or did they complement each other?
4: Um, I feel like it was more in the edit that we played with that. Right, um, okay. You know, I feel like we... We kind of, we always, we made sure that we had the drama in we the comedy. We shot a lot of options. Yeah, we shot a lot of options. <laughs> and we had a lot of, um, but we made sure that we, we had, you know, the the big sort of friendship breakup, which is kind of the the high point of the drama between our, yeah. our two characters. Spoiler. And then it was just kind of.
3: Oh, so, you should oh. have you seen it already <laughs> now. I'm kidding, I'm sort of. I'm it's on DVD, bro. DVD, big <laughs> DVD run. Big DVD run big happening, DVD. guys.
5: <laughs> those Christmas I've got nothing to play a DVD on anymore No one
4: can play a DVD But we're no. doing a big
5: DVD run we <laughs> we got, um, we got CDs
4: one. of the soundtrack Do you guys want a CD? <laughs> Do we? No oh, right. um, so I'll get you one of those We've got a Spotify playlist, man oh, okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, what were we I saying? Think, that's that's right.
1: I'll, I'll, I think this leads well into our next clip Does which it?
4: it? Yeah, it does uh, No, not
1: yet Oh, oh. This next clip, do you want to set it up? It's where um, mm-hmm. you've come to tell the family that...
5: Are you going to do the thing where you tell us what to say? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, yeah, no, no, tell me, because I, I don't just... know what it is. I think I know, what, know what it is. is. I think,
1: tell me, just, just say beep if I'm wrong. Okay. okay. I
4: think you take
5: um, beep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this this is, is a scene, scene in which, which Mel and, and, Jen... Jen. Oh, um, <laughs> and Jen turn up to, to do a job. The job doesn't go great. But the only thing to mention about the scene is that... We worked very hard, as I said, for five years on and off on the script. But we got to production on this scene, and we were like, oh "Shit, we haven't written it. Like, we didn't, we didn't ever finish writing it." And it's we were about like, "Half a
4: page." It was like there was there. half
5: a page for like a four-minute
4: scene and like a pivotal scene. So Similar we, to the to the um, playground scene, where it's literally a description of what we do. And it's like was yeah, like, we're walking and Mel and, and, and Jackie improv-, improv on the day.
5: And so yeah, and so <laughs> then so this is probably one of our
1: most improvised um, scenes. Oh, okay, great. Let's check it out.
4: Funny and dramatic. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: the, so that's one question I was going to have about that scene is it does have, like, a comedic ex- escalation in the sense that, like, you're interrupting the surprise party and then you tell them they're dead and then we find, it, you know, then the kids arrive and stuff. So when you're looking at that scene, how are you? what are you kind of using to determine is this working? Is it the relationship or is it the comedy or the drama?
4: Um, well, it sort of, it's sort of it needs to be the, the, big, the big point of their, you know... Of their, well, it's just before they have their big breakup, but it's the real re- turning point for Mel, my character, not that Mel, um, where <laughs> no. she decides that she doesn't want to be in, in it anymore and she yeah. needs to jeopardize what they're doing to kind of get out of it. It's the only way she's going to.
5: She sabotages to, the yeah, job, get yeah. Out of
3: it. it also um, was a turning point for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
5: Well. Yeah.
4: But well. then it also needs to be funny because it's a yeah. comedy film. So, yeah, it was a tricky one to. to um, to work out. And it was also a tricky one to edit, Hey, eh, Jackie? We had a, a lot um, of versions initially that were really full-on dramatic, yeah, they? were they? Or was, they were just really mean or really harsh or something.
5: Yeah, because it it's one of our darker scenes, and um, it was really important to us that it was, that you know, important for the story that that we had gone too far in our business you know and so we you know but we were getting a lot of script feedback and in the edit of like it's too dark it's too dark mm. i think at one point in the edit we had Madeline saying I remember all that improv you did about it. It was like a mince pie and ripped the face <laughs> off. And it was like the and and the people were just like, no, 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 no. We thought it was, was like, we like, we this is hilarious. Yeah. But, um, we thought it was hilarious. But <laughs> so yeah. we brought that. But I, re- I really pushed to keep the kids. Like people thought the kids made it, and they're my own kids.
0: Um, <laughs>
4: people, people she can't thought, cut her own kids. <laughs> yeah. She cut her husband once, and then we had to get him back for cash.
5: Oh, cut him again. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, but it was really important, you know, like I really fought to keep the kids in there because people were like, but it's so dark, you know. I was like, yeah, because they've pushed it too (laughs) far.
4: They're here We were also really pushing to keep the kids in here. No, stay in here. Keep the kids (laughs) in here.
1: Yeah, it is also like quite a nice button on the scene in a sense of like it really like pushes it right up to its exploding point. And and when you're talking about going back and forth in the edit and stuff, there's a question for all of you and this will be my last question before we're going to go to the audience. So now's the time to panic. Um, (laughs) Is uh, Who who are you feeding it? Who's feeding into you making these decisions? Like once you get into an edit with something, who's making the final call on this? Obviously you're in a unique position because you both directors on the film um but Paul would you describe yourself as showrunner or
2: um yeah I guess so I uh, Jermaine was out of the country when we went through the edit process so I had to kind of edit his episodes and then we'd send them to him he was in LA and it was usually a wait till midnight for his notes and it was like do we go home do we have his notes and it was usually just as we were out the door we get his notes (laughs) Um, but no it it was a really cool process we had a lot of footage as well like these guys, and it's it's always the hardest thing. So our, our editor had two great editors, uh, Ange Boyd and Tom Eagles, who did break uppers as well, and they always did a great first cut. So having a really good editor who knows the story, knows the gags, yeah. to give you a good you know basis to work from, and then it's just chipping away until you know you've got the right you know you've got the right scene.
1: Is there a point where you feel like you've reached um, maximum capacity with how many different takes or opinions you can have on something? Is there, or are you just kind of like
4: keep absorbing it all and... You sort of absorb... I mean, our process, obviously, we we sort of edited... I'm not sure how long your guys' editing process was, but ours was over sort of a longer time and um, there were definitely points where you kind of lose, you know, objectivity. You can't sort of see the scene anymore. And there were certain scenes that were trickier than others in terms of just getting the tone right because we wanted to... You know, we had to have that emotion in the film as well because, you know, you sort of need that to keep people watching... Um, so it was, it was sort of about kind of going away and coming back. Jackie and I would often do, just because we, were, we had to keep working as well during the edit, you know, I'd go in for a few days, and then Jackie would go in. So, sometimes we were together. Oftentimes we'd leave Tom to, we'd leave Tom with notes to do – Tom Eagles as well um, – to do stuff. And then we, we had a lot of screenings along the way, which were always oh, okay. really good, so we could hear where the laughs were coming. Yeah, they
5: were really useful, because it was mainly, like, your first question, I was like, who was making the decisions? It was mainly Tom, Madeline, and I, like, really left to our own devices. And then we'd right. have these screen. We'd pull friends in every week, you know.
1: Oh, really? Every week,
5: just to the little theatre at Department of Post um, – and and just listen to the laughs, ask some questions. And then, of course, as we got closer and closer, like Ainsley and Georgina and Carthew would send notes or they'd come and watch it with us if they were in town. So it was great. But it really what did this, was the three of us, eh? And, and sometimes we'd lose sight of it and really need to have another screening and yeah. we'd record the screening so we could go back and hear the laughs and things if we got confused about if people were laughing or not at that joke. Oh, or, wow. yeah, yeah, there were always
4: certain things that were always kind of quite strong and... and always kind of got a laugh, and then there were other things that took a while to just kind of get there. The bathroom scene is a good example in our film, which, you know, was written... We wanted to write this lame bathroom scene where they're doing cocaine, and it's not cocaine, it's Ajax. And <laughs> um, uh, and initially, the, the first cut of that scene was sort of like... Um, it was like it was trying hard to be that scene in the yeah, American yeah. film. Yeah, cool it wasn't Coke that scene. kind was of awful. subversive scene. Awful. And so it took a lot of sort of editing and ADR and stuff to kind of get it to where it was in the film, which is um, yeah, a, really a dumb, much better place. Silly scene, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. All right, well, we're going to throw it to questions <laughs> from the audience.
1: Uh, we don't have a roving mic, unfortunately, so you're just going to have to put up your hand and then, um, great, and, and yell out.
4: Hi. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks Preston for coming pra- out to dinner. Hi, Chelsea. I'm so oh, oh, Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. <laughs> Award-winning New Zealand actress. Oh, uh, no,
5: and filmmaker. $5,000. Director? Check.
4: $5, yeah, <laughs> director. <laughs> she won the $5,000. She got the, the Set, like, short jury film. Prize. Short She's film. not going to yeah. get the question. Uh, uh, and her daughter's in it Chelsea, as Chelsea, well. please, <laughs> can you stand up for the
5: audience seen? to see She's you, seen.
1: please? <laughs> Give her a round of applause.
5: Sorry Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea. Does
4: that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> it's just important to know when, you know, All when right, shut it, so like... let it talk now. And that's our time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I'll just repeat that so everyone can hear. So the question was, how cooked was the script when you went in in terms of like if you knew you were gonna improvise, how much of it was set on the page and how much of it were you like, we'll figure this out on the day. Is we right? tried to we tried to
5: write the funniest script possible, like the funniest scenes possible over five years. And we'd like and we shifted around genres and things went all crazy, you know, like we tried to set it so so we tried to like Yeah, have the funniest script possible, apart from, like, for this one, like, we'd forgotten, or we'd changed it up to the last one, we'd forgotten that we hadn't quite finished it. The (laughs) montage, like, just the bit where they're coming in, you know, coming, all of those different clients are coming in, we left that very open. But we tried to have, like, a really solid script that we could then bounce off. So, yeah, we tried to have the most, yeah... Yeah. Script. Pretty much. but, that but also Jackie
4: and I are both like, in, as actors and filmmakers, we like to keep it alive, and we like to bring people on into our world that also like to just can just pick, you know can pick a camera crew up and go halfway down the street if the if the like if the location isn't right, you know, it's the kind of that vibe as well. So I think it always if it was definitely cooked, but um, but it was something to fall back we, on. Then as we well, added all you know? sorts of other things into it and
3: yeah, turned sort into a Sort of a, a cake that you ice. Mm. What would you say? Well, you.
4: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> nice <laughs> metaphor, yeah, I, I wouldn't, but... Um, <laughs>
3: it's is, sort of a cake, but cake yeah,
4: it, and you then would. you
3: smash it all you up. Oh, yeah.
4: And then in the edit, you put it back together, and then you ice it. Yep. But one thing so, Madeline
5: I and I always... Just like a down cake. A hole with this <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. And then the grading's the Thank icing. Um, one thing Madeline and I always did <laughs> remind ourselves of is, like, even though... And I think it's so important, myself, for filmmaking. Like, even though we've spent five years, like, really sweating to try and get this script we might throw the whole thing away on the day if we come up with a better idea. So we're yeah. always very pro that, of like we've got the best thing we can to kind of fall back on or if we need it, but let's just see if we come up with something better. You know? Best idea on the day. Yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. And somebody, like, that might be someone else's idea. I think it's, that's yeah.
4: actually the best thing too, to not d- be too precious about what you've been, you know, to not hold on, on to it, it work, too much. Because yeah. sometimes, this sort of thing. you know, you can, get on, you can you find get... the scene so funny on the page and then get it, get it standing up and it just doesn't work. And so you have to find something else. Great, yeah. Change it act. Who's got another question?
1: I've got plenty more, If you guys.
4: I'll...
3: Chelsea, any more questions? <laughs> Does anyone have any questions for Chelsea? Put, put your hand up. Let's Chelsea. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sick of talking yeah, about it. Yeah, fair want, enough. Do you want this Stop mic? Stop bullying her. Mad, <laughs> sit down.
5: It's cool. Bully. I'm going to start it's singing Britney in Celebrating, Chelsea. Celebrating, <laughs> celebrating <laughs> you. Um,
1: this is legitimately...
5: 20 years...
1: Britney Spears, one more Oh, we've more got time. a question. Christian great. Oh All right. God. Hi, how are you going? Have you met Chelsea? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, so, the question was uh, on the scenes that didn't work on the day, were there any patterns you noticed in terms of what the writing was to what was translating as to why they weren't working? Is that the question? Yeah. It's a really good question.
5: I, I kind of, oh, I guess we kind of maybe discovered that because we had, once we'd cast the film as well, we had read throughs, made sure we had some rehearsal time with the actors. It was more in that in period that where we were like, oh, it just doesn't sound like that's how you'd say it. So we'd rewrite it for the actor or get them to improv and rewrite it for them. So then it was like, oh, no, this isn't working. But in
4: production. um, It was more just lines and things here and there, I guess. And, um, again, it's like you just want options of gags. And, you know, like you might have a more harsh gag or you might have a more light, silly gag. And you just want to, you don't know until you get into the edit what that scene's going to need. I feel like there were certain scenes that, Were written maybe as a more emotional scene that ended up being more funny, and and vice versa. Like you know, the emotional high points kind of changed and stuff in the edit. I I learned a lot about writing in the edit. Yeah, the edit's always
5: the most useful because you go, "Oh, that's what we should have done."
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't need all that, or you know, or we, you know, yeah. So I learned a lot, and especially coming from a background in writing for TV, um, I learned a lot about writing film in the edit and and watching Tom work and and just you know seeing how did, much space... Did you guys do many in.
1: pickups for break Operas?
4: We
5: did three days.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah. And do you, did you do many pickups for Wellington Paranormal? We or? could only
2: afford, like, about two hours. Okay. <laughs> no, it was about and a day. We had a day of pick The pick-ups. corn? Yeah, the corn... Oh, was corn the huh? corn. didn't behave very well no. sometimes. So we went into the... fake the, corn. The fake corn. So we built, the, we built the cornfield again in studio. That's right. And we had to just shoot slightly wider shots that we just didn't achieve on the night. Oh, wow. Just because of time. So... Hmm. We'll yes. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey, Kerry. You
5: know well done on all your achievements. This is Kerry Wakia, everybody. <laughs> Kerry our <Wackier, laughs> uh, uh, producer uh, of Water. Um, I think flat, a big round of applause. I don't know you... <laughs> incredible,
4: incredible,
5: incredible, incredible work incredible over the last producer, few years. Now living um, in Taranaki, I believe. That's right. <laughs> 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 I used to live on my street. We used to be neighbours, remember? Right. Oh, oh, my man. God hit sent the letter to Kiki. Do tell us if it arrives. Guys,
1: I reckon you can catch up off stage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talk a little bit more about your co-directing relationship?
4: We didn't have a plan going in at all. We were so kind of... It was so manic in pre-production trying to be um, in all the different departments at once. Um, we sort of... We were lucky to do, like, a little tester um, for the film commission, uh, which uh, some of the footages actually made the cut. A of premier it, pathways, cut. a proof of concepts. <coughs> a proof of concepts. So it was a kind of um, chance for us to test out that relationship and how – and we didn't really put any rules on it. We just sort of wanted to see what organically happened. And, um, and it just – it was sort of – whatever the scene was doing, um, kind of made whatever we were doing. You know, we just work it out from there. So if Jackie was acting more in the scene, I'd direct more and be with camera more, and vice versa. eh? yeah, but, yeah.
5: yeah, and but it, it was it was so helpful that we had written for five years, so we knew it inside out. So it wasn't like we had different visions. You know, like you know, I think that was really crucial for us. Hey,
4: yeah, and you know, we were going so fast. You know, so that was that was crucial because we just I knew that Jackie would know exactly what. I would want from the actors because we, we knew what we wanted from the scene, so. And there was no
5: time for conflicts, and we we're both pretty good about that. Like because we didn't bring a huge amount of ego, we just really wanted to make a really funny, good film. Um, and so there was no time. If we disagreed about something, we were pretty good at just going. Yeah, we were just. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah. I'll do it. We'll Can just we do it get your both. Yeah. Have we got time for both. We'll get both. You'll get both action. or let's just do it your way and then tomorrow maybe I'm in credit and we can do something my way or, you know. <laughs> yeah. like it, let's results. just do it your
4: way and then I'll slag you off tomorrow then about it. Then you slag me and off and I've made a mistake about made that. you a mistake and then, and then, then I'll you give can you make shit a mistake about mistake. that. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Um, So that <laughs> was quite good to be able to resolve things very quickly because it meant that we got um, to be on camera more, which was our absolute wall. Absolutely good. Essentially, you've got two <laughs> selfish
4: actors that know that they're cutting into any of their special time on screen. So we didn't want to fight too much. So just do it your way. Do it your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it your way. Fuck it. Ah, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. Friends.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. Um, I think Jackie was so walking around. So the question. Is, uh, is, yeah, that's all talk.
1: right. Uh, where did the idea for the Breaker Uppers come from? <laughs> Um, I think
4: Jackie was just walking around her kitchen in a negligee, weren't you? No. <laughs> Madeline, Madeline has all sorts of
1: ideas and images that pop into her head at night, I'm assuming. And I'm going to just broaden this question as well down
5: to
2: yeah. you
1: guys in terms of where like, you guys what you do you do
2: when I you I was have... in a negligee as well. When I <laughs> negligee. Oh, you, it was
1: you in the negligee. But, but I, do think that, I do think that is a really interesting question to ask. What do you do when you reach a writer's block or where you feel like you're drained of ideas? And is there a pattern for where you get your best ideas... How does that all fucking work? Um, oh. That's a big question. It's very different and also a very big question, Ella. Yeah, well, break it down and deal um. with it.
5: Well, I can see we've got one minute 13 left, so let's do that. Don't so um, you ignore that time. Or... No, I mean, I'll, I'll answer this question. It's a very quick answer. Um, I came up with the idea, the, uh, the concept of, um, of, of wouldn't it be funny if, um, if there was a business you know, if you could outsource having to do your own, so you didn't have to do your own breakups. That was it. I thought, did you what people... What if to
3: your husband?
4: I reckon or? you could have done that quicker. <laughs>
5: okay. I did tell him about it. We have a, we have a, a very jovial, <laughs> solid here's relationship. Honey, here's a crazy idea, know, honey. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so the idea was, so the initial idea was, um, yeah, I reckon people pay a lot of money could not have to do those awful breakups themselves, and then I thought, well, what about a company? You're like, what about a company who, yeah, who does the breakups for people? And then I rang Madeline and said, like, I've come up with a, um, you know, an idea potentially for a film. Do you want to write it and star in it together? And so we, yeah, did that. That was quick. People yeah, just ghost now.
4: They don't even even pay for operas. They're just ghosts. I know <laughs> we wouldn't actually be able to run it as a business. <laughs> Let's anymore. Get
1: it. Uh, Internationally, what do people think of New Zealand comedy?
4: They think New Zealand comedy is hot.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny lot of it's, it's funny that yeah. we have, have to prove internationally that we're funny before New Zealanders think we're funny. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, really? New Zealanders, if you read the stuff, comments, which I don't recommend, uh, it's very I'm classic. sorry for
1: writing those. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: it's
1: it's was a dark <laughs> <Yeah>. moment <laughs> yeah. in my life. Yeah. Uh,
3: we're all just like, Kiwi comedies and Negative. oxymoron yeah. and stuff. And then yeah. suddenly when we start achieving overseas, it's like, oh, no, they're good. Do you, <laughs> think, that, <laughs> do you think that attitude I think it's, changing? I think it's changing. I think it's changing, yeah. So, like yeah, partly thanks to you guys as well. It's and you really guys. Cool. All right, we've yeah. got... Sorry, guys, I'm just going to move yeah. so We've got time for one yeah. last
1: question. So we'll go from front here.
3: Hey. Hey, Katie. <laughs>
4: Department of Post, incredible. Worked on our film. Yeah. yeah thank um, you again to the, colour the Award-winning colourist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll look at the time okay. now. <laughs> So that was a um, question for you guys about how do you keep it, keep
2: it fresh? How do you keep it fresh? I think having two great characters you can put into any situation. Um, yeah. And each week having a, a very new situation. So we were lucky enough that we've, we've, we're using genre. Um, and it worked for the X-Files for 11, 12 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that was the key, putting very quintessential New Zealand characters into new situations each week, we yeah. think, made it feel fresh.
4: We might, it was you was might so have g- to get into the romance, though, at some yeah. point. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> if, you go, if you go 11 simmering, seasons, you might have to... There's going to be a moment. Season three. Yeah, yeah,
2: Season three, yeah, that's when we'll jump the shark. And they'll <laughs> yeah. be in the cop car jumping the shark. <laughs> Oh, wow.
1: Alright guys I'm sorry but that's all the time we have I'm afraid So a big round of applause for our panellists
0: This session is presented by Post Production Company, Department of Post The Big Screen Symposium is brought to you by Script to Screen and Gender. We would like to thank our event partners The New Zealand Film Commission, New Zealand On Air, Images and Sound Screen Auckland and Stage and Screen Travel Services VoiceOver was provided by Samantha Dukes And music by Poddington Bear